the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're broadcasting live, as we do each weekend, from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. We want I'm you to... alive every weekend. Yeah. So sort far. of. Sort of. We can tell. <laughs> Sometimes we can tell. You look alive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I work on that every morning. Now, it's still busy today, uh, even though it's overcast. It's actually a, probably a nice day to get out and garden because there's uh, not a, no heat and there's not much sun. And uh, so, anyway, come on out and uh, check out Millburgers. Lots of great items on sale. Did you see the roses? That's yes, what I, I was did. thinking exactly. Yeah, the knockouts, there's huge, huge uh, trays of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're... Shelves. And, and pretty, and pretty got much a good display of them out in the in the nursery. Too. Oh, that's where I saw them. Where did you see them? Are they back there? Oh, there's yeah. a big big uh, the, the storage area waiting, there. Waiting I can see them right out. behind Jerry from here. The green yeah. containers waiting to be. Can you? Out. I can't hear you guys. Though. Oh, you can't. Uh-oh, okay. Out, you're in and out, in and out. There. Oh. Okay. How's that? Better. And it, it's going in and out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it's up. Okay. Let's now it's. <laughs> How's that? Quit no? pulling the score out on him, man. Yes, no? You're making him crazy. In now. Okay, you hear now? Yeah. Okay. All right, 210308. Don't move, Milton. Pull it out again, brother. 867. All right, but if I do, you got to go with me on this and just say, yeah, we hear you fine, Cal. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call and let's talk gardening and find out what's going on in your gardening world. Did you see we got a report from the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas? No. Yeah, we helped, helped them recruit for their uh, – they had uh, – a design school, and uh, they filled, not only filled it up, but they have a waiting list. They're trying to get the the next one scheduled, and they had they don't know exactly yeah. wh- when they're going to do it, but they'll uh, they're trying hard. And uh, that that landscape school situation is t- is tough. You go from peak peak the valley, and uh, yeah, it's a, all of it's in. Well, I don't know. Well, it's a, outreach is an important part of it, but. Uh, I guess it's other issues too, how the gardening hormones are flowing or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think the one before wasn't as successful as this yeah, last. Yeah, they one. had to cancel it, and uh, so uh, they. Uh, I think I think that, like you say, the spring 
Well, we, springs broke in, just like just like out here at the nursery. Yeah, well, more people came. Mm-hmm. But our in uh, our design spring. class didn't attend. Didn't attract an attendance either the, in Floresville, and uh, two years before it was pretty full. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's always tough to figure timing, out exactly timing, what timing. people want to learn about. Maybe oh. they had the same speakers from the year before. That could oh. be it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> three losers maybe. <laughs> hey, Mike is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Well, this is kind of a follow-up. I, I've been having trouble with uh, cutter ants uh, mm-hmm. on my fruit trees, and I, I ordered some, I hope I'm saying it right, acetate. Right. And, uh, yeah, okay, well, I I, uh, I got it, and it didn't have any directions with it, so I, I didn't know what to do with it, so I sprinkled some around the base of the tree. That'll work. Well, I, okay, well, that, they had said later, I found out that you're supposed to dissolve it in water and spray it, and I just no. didn't want to make sure I'd screwed up too bad. No, you no. can do either way. Yeah, the, uh, I've always said uh, good luck exactly the way you're doing it with, even with rose beds and everything, you just make a roadblock with the, the powder, you know, just around the plant. Oh, well, and in fact, you don't even you don't have to go completely around the plant, but you d- just find their paths. Yeah, and you just put like three layers of uh, roadblocks, and the ants that walk through it, they carry some of it back to the to the nest, and that they they, they die, and they, some of the others die. But at, at very least, they change their uh, goals. They, yeah. You don't, I don't know exactly where they go, but <laughs> I suspect it's to the neighbors. But. Now, Mike, did you uh, get that that new new one that's come out that's uh, non doesn't stink as bad? You know, it's, no, it's non fragrant. No, this stank real bad, and it's all <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> that's my kind of acid. That's the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, it looks kind of like grains of rice. Really? Which kind of me. I, yeah, I, I thought it looked like a powder. What is? What was the? Was there a brand name too? Uh, well, I don't have it with me. I'm going home from church. Okay. But I'll send it to you. There's but, one. Uh, yeah, there's one called Surrender, but I think that's not. That's uh, uh. I was trying to think if it's labeled for cut ants. It's labeled for fire ants for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah the acetate works. Don't don't put the acetate. Uh, uh, for your food plants, so it's not labeled for being a, too close to food plants. Right, right. I got that. Okay, good. Okay, well, I'm glad you had good luck with it. Okay, thank y'all. Thanks, Mike. You take care. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did we get a report from gardening volunteers on how the? Um, Gardening Essentials class went? We didn't, but uh, we got our I report. Bet they had a good crowd. Yeah, we got our report on the design school right? based on Rob hearing us yesterday. Oh, okay. Moaning and groaning about never getting a report. <laughs> you know, everybody's desperate. We absolutely need your help to recruit. And then it's like, I forget about it. Then next time around, we, we'll be back at it. But uh, those are... 
we try to do whatever we can to uh, recruit for uh, good classes, mm-hmm. for uh, classes that are uh, provide uh, good information, environmentally appropriate gardening, and uh, help help everybody in the audience be just be more successful with their landscapes and gardening. Hey, we, uh, speaking of uh, gardening groups, we want to thank the uh, San Antonio Rose Society that was out here yesterday. Uh, helping folks to learn how to grow roses in San Antonio. So nice to see Ed Bradley and Eddie Garcia again. Yeah. For a while. We haven't seen them in a while. Um, they mentioned there's a show on the 21st at the Garden Center. Did uh, they really? Only 17 times. He knows what talking to us can get you. Yeah, can that's right. Re- repetition is yeah. good. Yeah. We start talking about thrips. And, and you, you remember I told him to call before the show. Right. I bet they will. I bet they will. But uh, if you're looking for groups to join, too, and uh, Calvin pointed this out yesterday, uh, your skill <coughs> your skill level can be uh, novice to expert uh, for the San Antonio Rose Society, and membership is a whopping $12 a year. That's just one cup of coffee. No, that's uh, <laughs> oh, wait a, a couple cup of coffee. That's it. It's well, not. They, my, they always compare it. To pot it's not my uh, Bolero coffee or my uh, <laughs> no. McDonald's coffee. All right, it's it's, it's a little your uh, yeah that's, Starbucks coffee. Yeah, they always compare it to that. Uh, just a <laughs> just a single cup of coffee a month, and you'll. Uh, um, but yes, yeah, so for basically a dollar a month, you can become a member of the San Antonio Rose Society, uh, and uh, members actually also get a discount to Millburgers too. So. Uh, you'll get your money back, no problem. Uh, but more than that, you'll uh, meet with nice folks and, uh, and share your love of roses, learn how to do better, and uh, or help other folks. So and they would love to mentor you. Yeah, I didn't. I heard Did him use pay, that term a couple yeah, of times. He said that yeah. a couple of times. But they're not. They're not pushy about it. I mean, you can. Uh, there was. There's been a number of people over the years that really enjoyed themselves. Really didn't do much rose growing, but they just. It was a relaxed. Yeah, uh, atmosphere with wonderful people, and then, then of course they they got to uh, experience other people's roses. Even people in apartment buildings have been members, and and uh, just thought about roses and participated in the shows and the education program without having to have a huge rose bed themselves. Even I, Milton, they'd, they'd even let Milton they'd think they'd let, Of course, you'd have to pretend you're somebody mention, else. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 Dye your hair. Well, he's already had success. Despite me, uh, the, the Belinda's dream. <laughs> the, the, the roses, the uh, tough modern roses and those old-fashioned roses are all of our favorites that we talk about. Are just blooming up a storm. Um, now, I don't my Grandma's yellow's not, but I don't... Uh, I transplanted one of them, and the other one, I don't know why it's not blooming yet. But uh, Mrs. Dudley Cross. You probably didn't print it back, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, have to have Jerry do it, and then in five, six years afterwards, yeah, it'll see. come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, don't don't get Laura to do it. She's mean. Is she oh, savage? Oh, She's oh, savage, too. She, uh, now, it's coming back. It's doing great. But, man, she went at it. She and she Jerry was snipping, ought to get really. Yeah. I don't think we need that branch. Cut it off. Okay, what about... No, cut that one off. Well, let's cut it off. What are we doing? It's look good now. It's actually... She made a big difference. It's bushier and, and new and new blooms are coming on. So. Milton, we were filming like three different episodes, and Milton and I are looking for... Uh, uh, looking for... Um, 
new new plants so Jerry could do demonstration. Yeah. Jerry says, "Nah, we'll just cut on this one." You know, like three times when they, yeah, uh, doesn't hurt when they're stubs. <laughs> you know, there wasn't much left. This big, full, bushy Belinda's dream was basically four twigs going north, south, east, and west. And uh, but uh, there's one in the back too. Okay. Anyway, two one zero three zero eight. 8867 210 308 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. So what's the number? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Good. Because okay. I think some people are just like me by the time they realize you're giving the number. Oh, okay. It's the last two digits. <laughs> oh, okay. 210-308-8867. They moved a lot of tomatoes yesterday. Isn't that amazing? Man, today. And, uh, and milkweeds. And milkweed, yeah. Well, perennials, all, right in front of us are all the, the, the uh, blue. Uh, help me on these, Jerry, the blue. Uh, Plumbago? Plumbagos, yeah. yeah. They're, not, they're not heavy bloom yet, but they're looking good. They so, got a lot of buds on them. Yeah. At the top. And how do and the tomatoes? I guess there's le, uh, lots of the one gallons and then some three gallons, which Trace reminded me. The ones actually have fruit on them. Huh? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a kind of a patio tomato uh, improvement on the patio tomato, and uh, that's good for patios. Like, like Trace was saying, you could probably just grow it out in that particular container. If you didn't want to put it in a five five gallon container or a whiskey barrel size container for the patio, I think whiskey barrel half whiskey barrels are on sale too, aren't they? Right, right, sure. Uh, we were talking. Uh, we always get the question at this time of the year. People said, "I've I've I've not had very good luck getting tomato set getting." luck getting tomatoes to set fruit in the past what can i do differently and uh uh we talked about several things uh yesterday uh probably the number one reason is you chose the wrong variety uh and you know how you can avoid choosing the wrong variety coming to millburgers there you go good going milton thank you uh because they've got all the the best varieties, all the recommended varieties, and all the yeah. recommended varieties. I don't, and I don't think there's a there non-recommended variety. Well, out there. there's some, some of the heirlooms, some of the heirlooms there yeah. that are, yeah, that are fun, but uh, yeah, you, 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 a little challenging when it comes to trying to get any yield. Uh, and then, then uh, it could be you planted too late. Of course, if you're out here planting now, now it's right on the right on the money. Timing. You plant in too much shade, in too much shade, they need uh, nearly uh, need full or nearly full sun ten hours each day during the summer, and that's sunbathing sun. That that's not just uh, where you can see the sun from sitting under a shade tree. I also saw a garden uh, during the week, Jerry. That uh, uh, obviously was. Not fertilized enough. It was, you know, new uh, soil uh, from raised bed soil, and uh, they were kind of 
looking kind of spindly and pale. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked about the fertilization, and it's brand new soil. Look how wonderful it looks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, that doesn't look, the, the soil looks wonderful and nice, nice texture, but needs some nitrogen. There you go. And what? And that, that is the ideal situation, too, that raised bed soil, the new soil. That, that's where the 3 one, two ratio, where the, one of the places where the potassium and the phosphorus probably is uh, pretty important. Yeah. Because uh, no telling what the, generally those soils are very low on nutrients. Hey, we got, uh, are you through for, are yeah. You, okay. We got Brett on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Brett, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for asking. Sure, I'm what's sorry, going but on? I have a weak, I have a very weak voice, so if I'm not being understood, I understand. It's perfect. So, I got you. I've been, I've been listening to your show. What'd you say? Stop it. <laughs> go, go ahead. Been, I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. I've been listening to your show for a little over a year. So this first fall, I put down the pre-emergent. And then I did the winter the winter fertilizing of my lawn. I have Bermuda and I have uh, St. Augustine. Because sometimes I work on Saturday I might get part of your show and then leave for a little bit and come back. I thought I heard someone mention that during this time period, when you cut your grass, you can collect it and put it in your mulch pile. Did I hear that correctly? Sure, if you want to put it in your... You can just... The easiest thing, we've we've kind of reverted to uh, just mow it frequently enough that there's not huge thick layers of it and just let it decompose right on the lawn okay and, uh, in our climate a de- the, the lawn grass really decomposes quickly we, we, we even recommend the leaves we leave the leaves too because they can decompose yeah. unless yeah. unless you got six inches yeah well i was always careful that okay if, it, if these weeds are blooming and i you know spread all over the yard that it's going to help them to continue growing right That'll work. Okay. No problem. Okay, um, thanks for calling in. One more Good one to talk to you. Question. Sure, Brett. Go ahead. Okay. Um, with the pre-emergent, I thought it was only going to be a one-season event and it would kill the, the, the weeds. I thought I heard quite a few weeks ago, you said it may take quite a few seasons for the pre-emergent to finally dig in and, and stop the, um, the spreading of the weeds. Was that true? No, um, the one, the one, the one that has requires some persistence is, is sandburrs. Right, grassburrs. Yeah. Yeah, sandburrs. Yeah, they, they th- that requires at least you know two applications. One, the best time would be March first, and then uh, even as late as June fifteenth. But you know the bur- those the burrs are the seeds, and so they get carried in. There, there's a whole bunch of them. If you had sand burrs in the past, a whole bunch of them are still in the ground, ground just like uh, wildflower seeds. So it quite often takes uh, a few years for you to get a, a decent control there. But most of those, most of those wildflowers, if you can apply 
the pre-emergent, and you don't dig in it, uh, you know, you don't aerate, or uh, it usually does a pretty good job of controlling them in the the, the year after you put it down. Well, okay. no, the months after you put it down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. You have a wonderful day, and you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you, okay, Brett. Thank you good question. Thanks for the nice words. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, and while we do, you give us a call and be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. More of Bill Berger's Gardening South Texas is coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 M. Bulverde Road. Happy birthday to Millburgers. That's right. It's Millburgers' birthday celebration. Every spring this happens. And if you know Millburgers, you know that you're going to save on all the great plants that you're looking for. Like right now at Millburgers, you'll save on roses, including Belinda's Dream, Red, Pink, Double and Single Knockout Roses. Drift Roses are on sale. And Millburgers has antique garden roses on sale, too. So come on over to Millburgers if you've been looking for roses. And if you're looking for impatience, they're on sale at Millburgers in the 4-inch poverty. Just 98 cents each. And someone was asking me about this the other day. It was just Blue Plum Bago on sale in the one-gallon container for four eighty-eight. Herbs are on sale at Millburgers for $1.88 in the 4-inch pot. You'll save on ground covers. Citrus trees are 20% off in the 5-gallon container now, just $34.88. You're going to find all these and more when you go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more and go to Millburgers Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road to celebrate. Join Project One for our quarterly mixer, where you get to meet many of the previous organizations we have featured right here on Project One. Thursday, April 5th, from 4 to 6 p.m. at Documation Headquarters. You'll get to meet with leaders with many nonprofit organizations we have featured that are looking for mentors and volunteers just like you. Come see what they're all about. Hear from each of them and be a part of our live Project One recording. Light refreshments will be served along with tours of Documation's incredible headquarters. Plus, be in our studio where we come to you weekly. That's Thursday, April 5th, from 4 till 6 p.m. at the Documation Headquarters, 4560 Lock Hill Selma Road in San Antonio. Will you be the one that makes a difference in the life of another? Then join us April 5th. Plus, we'll have some great door prizes. We'll see you there. Trinidad Realty Partners invites you to participate in the nine-hole two-man scramble, benefiting any woman can. Thursday, April 12th at the Quarry Golf Club. Every hole is a par three, and every hole is worth $10,000. And if you qualify for the closest to the pin contest, you'll get to hit a ball for $1 million. Anyone can play, anyone can win. The 2018 Any Woman Can $1 million shootout. Sign up now on the Facebook page for Any Woman Can, sponsored by Trinidad Realty Partners and 930 AM The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer.
Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Trace is going to join us in a minute. Tell us what's coming up here at the nursery and uh, tell us all about all the exciting things that are happening right now. But I want to tell you right now about quality organic products. The name says it all. If you're looking for compost or soils or mulches or river rock or crushed granite, if you're looking for uh, things to uh, brighten up your yard, quality organic products is the place to go. A number of different types of soil, a number of different types of compost and mulches. And Todd Chisholm has built a great company that landscapers have come to love, landscapers and homeowners. Now, the landscapers I mentioned because... uh, these are people whose lives depend, livelihoods depend on the uh, whether uh, he sells them a good quality product or not. Now, uh, and uh, Todd's been doing it now for quite a while. It's also impressive because uh, you'll save uh, on the, the products that you get because uh, because he's a wholesaler, he's able to pass some discounts on to you, so you'll find his prices even better. Uh, than others at Quality Organic Products. He's right there on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile outside of 1604. Uh, Calvin mentioned yesterday he's got the aerators, so if you're trying to aerate your lawn, uh, he can help you with that and uh, provide yeah, that for rental. Still got a little time on most lawns. Yeah. Do, do it quick, and uh, you could even top dress. And then we mentioned a while back, to, uh, you're going to do a pre-emergent, wait until you've done the aeration, because that, that is exactly the... The whole punching that we talked about, you don't want to do after you apply. But did we break in? Yes, we did. You're okay. Yeah. So uh, give them a call, 210-651-0200 for quality organic products, 210-651-0200. And you can learn all about them at qualityorganicproducts.com, qualityorganicproducts.com, including prices, uh, reviews, uh, all kinds of good stuff on different soils at qualityorganicproducts.com. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, my buddy Neil Spare. Oh, no. <laughs> Bless his heart. But he... He had a question about it. said, my soil test suggests I apply only nitrogen to my tomato garden. Won't that result in all leaves and no fruit? Then uh, Neil, Neil went on to, to yeah, he, give the old old lecture we used to get in. Yeah. Uh, he, go, he goes on to, to bring up the... Uh, the uh, phosphorus is for roots, yeah, or phosphorus uh, is for flowers. Basically, it says uh, phosphorus and potassium. Let's see. Ni- nitrogen promotes leaf and stem growth. Phosphorus promotes roots, flowers, and fruit. Potassium or potash aids in the summer and winter hardiness. So common sense... Which Neil doesn't have when it comes to soil testing. Oh man! Did he go there? Would would have? I can't believe he would would have. I'd have said that he'd be giving me a problem. (laughs) Yeah, he would. (laughs) Would have you believe that Neil and I are friends, or we talk bad about? Well, they used to be friends. Yeah, until today. (laughs) Yeah, but but he just Jerry is pretty defensive of I ever criticized Neil. (laughs) It's uh, well, that's what I say. You know, a family can criticize family, but nobody else can criticize family. Anyway, uh, common sense would have you believe that plants need some of all three. Now, Neil has just uh, 
just uh, counteracted or contradicted his uh, his his uh, proclamation. Uh, proclamation that all you need is nitrogen. Said, however, the fact is that most Texas soils, especially those with high percentage of clay, hold phosphorus very tightly. Well, that's, and it said, I'll underline tightly in here. But uh, because of that, in the spring especially, you need all three elements in the fertilizer. Well, yeah, and the other, the other thing that he, he, he writes for state, statewide, and one, one of the things we do here, almost uh, a lot of the people that are growing tomatoes are growing them in raised beds. Yeah, yeah. Which are, you know, which is a d- different kind of situation, and that's why a soil test loses some of its significance, and uh, it's always hard to get a, a reasonable sample. When you when I did it for the the soil test was really valuable when I had a peach orchard when I had you know 25 acres mm-hmm. and I would get a uh, take we would take 25 samples or so and get a get a general average or or we get some a variation or regional kind of look and then you could uh, you could buy your commercial fertilizer to fit the exact needs but it it's really tough to make to make it that useful a soil test for a, a small yeah, garden yeah or our lawn even. yeah and then he makes a statement uh-huh. and I, I it says it accumulates almost to the point of becoming detrimental to plants now have you ever heard of or seen a, a longer lawn or vegetable garden or whatever that was detrimental, uh, had, had detrimental amounts of phosphorus. You know, we used to say that. The, I know we used yeah, to say yeah, that. Yeah, back in the 20 years we ago. Were, we were wrong about a lot of things yeah. back in those days. But I, I, well, can we blame I, somebody I, else for being <laughs> not instead of us? For yeah, being? yeah. But it's not, I've never seen, the, the, I've never seen a, uh, Overabundance of, of phosphorus causes a problem. Uh, now, uh, the only only problem I can think of with overabundance of phosphorus is that uh, it it leaches out the iron, and sometimes when your when your uh, uh, grass turns yellow and you have to add additional iron, uh, that can be a problem. That is, they say that's caused by too much phosphorus. Or, as far as detrimental, or cold soil, or I mean, there's a, yeah, lots of different reasons. As far as detrimental is concerned, so I'm I'm back on the deal. I I, st- I say you need a complete fertilizer on your lawns and your grass, uh, and and the, especially with the vegetable garden, so with a complete what we call a complete uh, analysis fertilizer, such as 1959. I think. I think Neil was. You have a good organic now too that's higher in nitrogen than most. Organic. I've got a. I see it in front of you. I've got a problem with this. Whoa. <laughs> Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it says. Go, I, I was reading the directions. It said lightly top dress area at seeding or transplanting at the rate of three pounds per hundred square feet. 
Okay. That's not enough. That's not a copious amount. Well, it's not osmocote either. No, but it, it's slow release. Yes. And uh, what did your buddy David say? What about about organic? We're using organic fertile fertilizer. You can use organic fertilizer, but you got to double or triple the rate. Okay. So uh, who who's to argue with David? I mean, you know. The, Sounds like you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, if it grows, he knows. Uh, yeah, there you go. So my only, and, and it says up here, that w- when you get into copious amount, that uh, you can't burn it, and you can't with this organic oh, fertilizer. Could you use it in containers? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. got it's got to be a potted or container plant. Apply one cup of fertilizer per twelve inch container diameter. So you'd recommend two cups, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I would double the rates on here, even in a container. I would do it sparingly but frequently. There you go. Oh, I like that better. Yeah, it said it said uh, apply again in sixty days. Yeah, and with uh, organic. Um, you got to have a disciplined long-term for it to really be effective. And it takes probably a good, what is slow release? It's going to take a month or so to even break right. down to yeah. be usable. Right. So right. sparingly and frequently. Yeah. Very cool. Not sparingly, though. I disagree Copiously? With Copiously. All right, but we can't beat the plant with the bat. <laughs> so in a pot, you can't add... But the bag is pretty, you two. It is. The bag is very See, pretty. See, yeah, I'll, I'll stop. We'll but stop I, okay. I, I would imagine that you could grow a plant straight in this fertilizer. Forgive right. me if I'm wrong, but didn't he proofread these instructions? Don't you think you could grow a plant directly in that fertilizer? Probably. I think so. You need yeah. to try that. I might do that. Pour a pot, pour a pot, pour a pot full of the... Organic fertilizer, and put a tomato plant in there, I'll think or I'll, something like I that. I think I'll try to do that if I can remember. <laughs> hey, speaking of trying to grow stuff, how are the whoppers doing? Uh, whoppers are great. Um, we got a bunch of them planted out by the freeway yeah. now, and uh, I think that they're we're going to be surprising. Not surprisingly, we're going to be very successful, and uh, and have a great big show out there uh, another few weeks. We were walking back yesterday. We saw. In the big, with the 12-inch pot, the begonias. Yeah. They looked like whopper, but they weren't called whopper. Those were dragon wing. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, it had another name, but I can't remember. Well. Uh, what did you think? Little, yeah, they're not. They're not they may be a little more uh, demanding than the whoppers. Are. No. Whoppers are so forgiving. And the whoppers are really responding to this to this weather. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you, uh, the fertilizer, uh, I'm just amazed at how fast they they grow. And, uh, I, you know, I think it'll be a week or so is all. Well, they already make a good show out there. But they're, look, yeah, looking good. People need to, if you haven't ever tried the Whopper, uh, it's, you think of uh, the little begonias, as some florin as a, kind of a subtle kind of, not uh, overwhelming show, but uh, I think the Whoppers move into that overwhelming category, you know, in that same league with 
Uh, zinnias and... Uh, That's my new terminology. What? what? Eye candy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were... I mean, the ones you had back there, whatever they were, they were eye-catching, but the whoppers... If that's why we thought they were whoppers, but when you look at the whoppers, we have ours in a hanging basket. It uh, it's just beautiful, and, now, it's, and it's they're also kind of forgiving. Well, the one issue is that uh, if you've got uh, pets or squirrels or deer walking, well, the deer would probably eat them too. Uh, they got stiff stems too. You got to be aware of that. So now they're not appropriate for every single uh, location, but. Oh, yeah. But everywhere that you've grown a begonia successfully before, right. you are more likely to have a bigger, even more successful plant. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so Trace, tell us what's going on, what's coming in, all the good stuff. All right, well, there's a decent selection on uh, tomatoes next week. So Good. Uh, including Tycoon. Okay. Whoa. No, he's tired of hearing that. They more, only in gallons. Yeah. Only in well, gallons. no, there was one flat of four and a half inch, so I bought... I'll tell you, I bought them all because it was just one flat. <laughs> There's a miracle tycoons. Um, they must pe- have found it because they pe- wouldn't sell it to me. Pepper selection is uh, is not as good as this past week, but we still have a great variety out there right now. And the hot one, the and, Carolina. And we're, we are transitioning. Yes, we do have those hot ones. Uh, <laughs> we are transitioning from six packs to gallon cans. So we're we're going to start bringing in. More of the gallons and less of the smaller, because um, it is the uh, the best thing to do for the customer. Absolutely, and uh, easy to transplant. And uh, in other words, if they've waited until uh, all danger of frost and freezes past, uh, they they may be behind their neighbors who went ahead and put them in the ground or put them in pots, so you can catch up with your neighbors. <laughs> If you really want to show up your neighbors, I've got some uh, three-gallon over there with cages on them that have tomatoes already. Yeah, those are a, those are patio-type It's a bush-type, bush yeah. um, but uh, you can always say, hey, I planted this six months ago. <laughs> not six months, six weeks, and uh, look what I already got. Uh-huh. That did, how you all right. All right, 210-308-8867. Someone thanking Calvin for his articles. Uh, if you, can, you might be able to hear that a little bit in the background. So all that's coming up. And then uh, we want to remind, speaking of Calvin, next Saturday, which is, is that the last day of the um, anniversary celebration? Because you're closed on oh, Monday. You're right. Closed on Sunday, but Monday will be the last day. We're hearing too much of Calvin. All right, so... Um, the uh, Calvin and Mary will be doing a uh, kids' workshop on birding. And how many slots left? Still seven? Uh, no, I'm sure it's less than that, but I have not visited that sheet. Okay. well, But it will fill up fast. It will fill up fast. So uh, that's next Saturday from 10 to 10 to noon? No, it's David. 10.30 to? I'll go look online. Okay. But anyway, you call 497-3760. Are we talking about the birds? Yeah. Yeah. What time do you start? I was at. I was I was ten. Are we are we full or not? I, I'll go check that out. Couple. Okay. But uh, and uh, each uh, child will walk away. Each family, I guess, because mom and dad can help. Will walk away with a uh, a birdhouse, a gourd birdhouse. Gourd, gourd birdhouse. Yeah, we're gonna wren size. Ran, yeah, wren size holes. That'll be one of the things we'll talk about. Uh, 
Kids are always interested. Really. You know, I never have seen sparrows in those gourd things. Have you? I've seen them seen in sparrows in a gourd. In, yeah, in a uh, Martin gourd house. But uh, I, I mean, oh, you've seen them in a Martin gourd. Okay. Yeah. But the, I think you're right. I think they're not as happy with the gourds as they are with those aluminum houses like I right, have. Right. The kids will be happy if any bird moves in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that's what I weapon. keep telling that's Kevin about, about the sparrows. It doesn't sparrows. matter which one it is. If a bird moves in, that kid's going to That's what that. I told Kevin. Well, and I, he ought to be I still, I, I just have my five pairs still. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that for a while I had 20 flying over, and uh, last year I ended up with more pairs. So I'm hoping that... Uh, April, I'll get some some more folks in, you know, some more Martins in looking for housing. And not a one of them, I've seen not one of them set foot on the, the new houses I put up. So may, maybe the construction is inferior or something. Maybe so. It's the hawks and the owls, that's what it is. Uh, and you're on from 10 to 11. You, you'll you be doing your presentation next Saturday from 10 to 11. 10 to 11. Okay. But you need to RSVP. It's absolutely free, but you need to RSVP by calling 497-3760. 497-3760. I think and we then, might have a question coming up. This may be the last chance forever to, to make your bones. Did, did, did you have a command? Can, can we ask it on the air? Can we ask your question on the air? No. All right. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll bring Calvin down. Okay, we'll tell us later what's going on with that. All right, what else we got going on, Trace? Uh, well, let's see. We also have a adult that's, seminar coming up on Grass oh, that's 101. Right. So that's uh, with David. on the 7th with David from 1030 to uh, when he can't talk anymore. Yep. And uh, so that's always a good one. Uh, we'll have some samples of different grasses. He'll talk about how to treat each grass individually, controlling weeds, uh, composting, what to fertilize with, when to fertilize it. You'd be shocked how many people don't do it in the right time. Oh. And why not to use weed and feed? Okay. That will be a big one. Uh, why not to use weed and feed? Yeah, everybody's on the same page of that. Uh, but we still got to we still got to educate the consumer. Oh, absolutely! Because the big box stores. Yes, sir. It. They got a lot, it. A lot and of they, weed, and, and they promote it. They do. They, they promote, it. promote the heck out of it. Uh, so on that note, we have uh, our nineteen five nine on right. special, which That's is cool. the, yeah. the extension services uh, recommended ratio, and we've actually made it better than than everybody else's with four percent iron, and we do have our new organic, which is labeled for grass as well. Uh, so. We, we can help both sets of people if you're organically minded or you just want the most for your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, we are closed Easter. Right. Uh, we are going to have a great week with lots of color, and uh, we want everybody to come on out. I'm sure I'm missing something. What am I missing? Plan yeah, for the weekend. Oh, plan for the weekend, sure. Weekend. Sorry, Angel's Trumpet is going to be plan for the weekend. I've got six different varieties down wow, there, including... Great. Your favorite. Charter Grimaldi. And they are twenty four ninety nine. Good sized plants. No, they're not blooming yet, but that's soon to come. Yeah. It, uh, with, it, with this kind of weather, if you. And uh, we recommend that uh, if you got a, a semi shaded area or morning sun, afternoon shade, uh, that you plant them in, in that location because, of course. When you read read some of the northern articles, or maybe even the tag, says that they do well in full sun. Well, 
they're they're living for a son, but uh, they they appreciate like all of us in Texas appreciates a little afternoon. Uh, tolerate, so, toler- yeah, tolerate, they son. tolerate son. All right, and so the 24? 24 and 9, there's six flavors to choose from. Uh, most of them are light colors, so whites, creamies, and uh, and I think there's a pink and, flavor. And the, yeah, pink and yellow. Can we ask your question over the air? Radio? Come on up here. <laughs> you do that. I'm going to give Trace this. Congratulations, Milton, to get somebody on there. What's up? What's the best thing to kill roly-poly bugs that are eating my wife's plants? Well, what plants are they eating? Uh, they're eating um, some of the uh, caladium and uh, uh, some. Impatience? Uh, uh, purple oxalis. Oh, okay. Are you an organically minded person or you just want them dead? Dead. All right. Slug and snail bait so works. Slug and snail bait, there's two brands in there. One is Sluggo Plus, that's an organic one. The other one is called Deadline, and they will both work. The Deadline is not organic, and it is considerably less expensive. Deadline. Deadline. What about diatomaceous earth? Um, I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> All right. That, with, that with, with hurt, that, that just hurts their feet. With that, we're going to use the opportunity now to you take may a quick have. break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867 is our number. Back in a moment, James, you're going to be up next right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 M. Bolverde Road. Happy birthday to Millburgers. That's right. It's Millburgers' birthday celebration. Every spring this happens. And if you know Millburgers, you know that you're going to save on all the great plants that you're looking for. Like right now at Millburgers, you'll save on roses, including Belinda's Dream, red, pink, double and single knockout roses. Drift roses are on sale. And Millburgers has antique garden roses on sale, too. So come on over to Millburgers if you've been looking for roses. And if you're looking for impatience, they're on sale at Millburgers in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each and someone was asking me about this the other day it was just blue plumbago on sale in the one gallon container for 488 herbs are on sale at millburgers for a dollar 88 in the four inch pot you'll save on ground covers citrus trees are 20 percent off in the five gallon container now just 34.88 you're going to find all these and more when you go to millburgernursery.com to learn more and go to millburgers nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy road to celebrate Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Easter is an incredible celebration of God's desire and power to bring new life. 
I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and I'd like to invite you to a big event for the whole community. It's called Easter at the Amphitheater. What used to be the Verizon Amphitheater is now the River City Amphitheater and will be the site for this amazing community event. On Saturday, March 31st, we'll have a huge extravaganza with kite flying, egg hunts, and more for the whole family on the Amphitheater Hill. Then on Sunday, April 1st, we'll be having two celebration services in the Amphitheater. The River City Amphitheater is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, across from Atama Park. Saturday's extravaganza begins at 10.30 a.m., and the Sunday celebrations are at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. Go to reallife.org for more information. Easter at the Amphitheater is a community event celebrating God's power to give new life and second chances. We hope you'll come by and see us or visit us online at reallife.org. We look forward to seeing you, and we wish you a joyous Easter. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. An important case before the Supreme Court this week points back to 2015 when the legislature in California adopted a law requiring crisis pregnancy centers to articulate an explicitly pro-abortion message right down to how women could contact the state about financial assistance and obtaining an abortion. In short, it's a law compelling speech. Ilya Shapiro, representing the Cato Institute, points out that it's extremely telling that California has no comparable law requiring abortion providers to post advertisements for adoption agencies or any other alternative to abortion. We're about to find out in short order if the justices of the United States Supreme Court mean what they say when they pledge to uphold the Constitution of the United States, a Constitution that includes the right of a citizen not to have a government coerce speech against conviction. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Hugh Hewitt says Hillary Clinton still doesn't get it. Ongoing pressure to vote the way that your husband, your boss uh, believes you should. It's just so astonishing. It's a reversion to the deplorable rhetoric and deplorable rhetoric is all I can tell you. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, where James is on the line at 210 210- 308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. James, thanks for waiting through the break. How can we help you today? Yeah, uh, last time I called, uh, I mentioned that uh, short germination seeds like cantaloupes and watermelons, if you plant them in the new moon, will germinate fairly rapidly. Uh, right. right. You, were que- you were questioning me about it and, you know, fake news and everything. But um, the cantaloupes came up in five days. Uh, so that's pretty good for germination oh, yeah, this time of the year. That's good. So what I like cold, to do is plant two soil. days before the new moon, uh, Jerry, all short germination seeds and extra long germination seeds like uh, cilantro and herbs, which will not come up in five days, which takes it to the new moon. I mean, excuse me, the full moon. But it's working pretty good. Uh, usually I get them up in three days, but I don't know what happened, man. It, it took me two two more days to get get them cantaloupes up. Well, did you forget to do your moon dance or what? Oh, no, sir, I'm just man. following the rules that all those experts put down uh, many, many years ago. 
Uh, I'm just following the rules, man. There you go. The old timers. That's that's. I'm with you on the old timers. <laughs> they had to know what they were doing. James, you aren't that old. No, uh, but he's. Okay. Hey, he's fa- can y'all spell that we sat you over there at your place? We sat. We sat. Oh yes, moment. gosh yes. Booming up is a that, storm. Yep. But do we say? Yeah, do we have trees available? Oh do no, we, I was just oh, wondering if you could smell it, man. It's pretty nice smell it. smelling out here. Oh yeah. Okay, you the reason. Smell. Well, I, Jerry, the, I can't. The, the reason I called Jerry was um, one of my master gardeners is asking me questions, and I I don't know if I gave him the right advice or not. Um, when it comes to transplants with uh, cabbage and broccoli and all that happy stuff in the fall, he said. Uh, I told him he needs to cover it with a shade cloth, and he said he had 70%. And I told him that was too dark for uh, fall transplants of broccoli. Right. Yeah, I think Is that you're right? right? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, can we get by with 50%? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then that's what I'll advise him, because I wasn't I wouldn't really too sure. I know I used 30, but I didn't know 50, 50% would work. Now he he's covering his broccoli transplants in the fall. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, when it's uh, 101 in September. There you go. Okay. Well, you shouldn't be planting broccoli and cabbage when it's 101 anyway. You should wait. Okay. Well, you you tell them guys to, to uh, quit uh, selling them, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when are yeah. you when are you saying uh, to start transplants in the fall? September, you you talking about putting them in the garden or just well, starting what them from you, seed? Well, what are you saying? Both starting them from seed and transplanting. Well, transplanting you you do that in uh, in probably uh, late August to September for for the best okay. on, on broccoli and cauliflower. Now you can seed it earlier uh, if you seed it on to seed it on top of the ground and, and are careful to grow it because it, it all it all depends on uh, it all depends on that that uh, that rain and that that ultimate temperature now okay, the, problem, when it comes problem, the problem with seeding you can't you can't get any of the hybrid varieties like uh, like we promote as transplants okay what um, I'm Referring to is when do we start the seeds in the trays for transplants? That's oh, what I'm okay. Not okay, uh, I think they start us. Uh, we start selling our tomatoes in July, and like I said, uh, the transplants in August and uh, September. So I would start the, I'd start the plants in trays. Of course, uh, again, it all depends on temperature whether they germinate real well or not. But I, th- I think uh, July, July, uh, late July, early August would be good okay. time. Because I always like to have a five-week transplant with cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower, so that puts it right in the middle of September. Right, right, right. For transplant. Okay, well then I'm then I'm doing everything right. Of course. But I want I wanted to check with you guys because you know you you guys have probably forgotten more than I know. 
Uh, we, we can't remember. We forgot. We for, yeah, we can't remember. Yeah, the, que the question is that we forgot more than we know. We're forgetting it every day. We're, <laughs> we're forgetting it every day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sounds James. good, James. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. All right. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Marcus is on the line. Hey there, Marcus. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? All right. How are y'all guys doing? Good. What's going on? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, I have a, a bare spot here on my driveway, and uh, I wanted to plant uh, some carpet grass, and it's a high-traffic area. Uh, people, you know, they get off the car, they tend to step there, but it's bare right now, and which, and it's exposed to full sun, and I want to plant some pieces, which would be the the best uh, grass to plant in that area. Uh, do, do us a favor, if you can, there, Marcus. Can you turn your radio down? Yeah. As we're kind of, thank okay. you. Okay. There we go. Uh, the. Uh... Well, what's the qu what was the question? What he's variety? He's got a high high traffic area, and he, he's uh, thinking about putting uh, Saint Augustine in there. Hmm. Uh, the rest rest of the lawn is Saint Augustine, I assume, right? Right, correct. Okay. Uh, and it's by the driveway, right? Yes, that's correct. I think I would use uh, something, something like uh, walking stones or pavers or something like that in 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 that in that high traffic area where yeah. you're getting in and out of your car. That's what I had to do in in my lawn where people were parking halfway up the driveway and then walking yeah. across the lawn Cause they're, when right. they parked the car. There's there's so little difference between tra traffic tolerance between all the varieties right. that you really. By picking a, a variety just for traffic, is not you're not going to do any better than your last variety. So did. you do better with uh, pavers or stones that's a, that's or a, I something think that's like that. That's a good that idea. Anyway. Yeah, looks good too. Where are you walking? Okay, and I have one other question. Uh, hey. I had called in a few few weeks ago uh, regarding uh, to see if uh, you're going to be able to uh, get the uh, Rio Grande gold pepper in. The pe the seed hadn't come up. The seed didn't come up. I don't think uh, it looks bleak. Don't make us call James to ask him to do it. <laughs> it looks bleak. You did nothing with the moon, did you? <laughs> yeah. I forgot to look at the moon. Uh huh. That's what I thought. <laughs> but we made a second planting. Yeah. Of, uh, of a second batch of seed to see if it would come up, and I checked on it. Uh, I guess it was day before yesterday. Okay. And uh, they hadn't looked at it, so they they didn't know whether it came up or not. But we're Jay, still we're still trying to get us. Marcus, we got to run. Hang on if you want okay. to. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Um, Marcus, are you still there? Or did, yes, I'm still here. Uh, well, except Jerry uh, is helping somebody. Can he, did we, did you get? Yeah, that was, that was a sufficient answer. Uh, he gave okay. a good answer. And I All right, thanks, it. Marcus. We'll tell you, we'll, get, we'll keep you updated on the, uh, the, um, 
Rio Grande Gold, because I'm eager to hear about it, too. I can't stand the pressure, Malcolm. I know. I know. It's a little tough. It's rough on you. Thanks, Marcus. Sorry about that. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Camellia, Calvin. Do you want to ask your question on the air? He'll be able to hear you better, and then our audience can hear you, too. All right. Nope, she's not going to answer. Okay. All right. Two oh, man, I know. We feel sorry for you. Thank man. you. Thank you. So what's the status of the new batch of uh, Rio Grande Gold? Uh, I, they, I asked about it the day before yesterday, and they said they, they'd seeded them, but uh, they hadn't looked to see if they've come up yet. No. Uh, that uh, it, It's not looking good. Man. No. Uh, I think we've got a lot of the seed, but of course, it doesn't matter if it's not done germin germinate very well. So I'm thinking about having her go in and plant a huge quantity of the seed and see if we can get a few. Oh, few I see what you're saying. For a low percentage. Yeah, but just to get the, just to just to get a start. Yeah. So. Uh, that's where we are now. Mm. But, but anyway, uh, it was so hopeful. We, we keep trying. Did you, can you get some to James? Uh, can you well, get a packet to James so he can try? No, no. Our moon guide guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Don't forget, Millburgers will celebrate the anniversary for another week. Uh, as starting on Wednesday, uh, new sale items, and there's some good ones coming up. I can't tell you, but there are some good ones coming up. Um, and uh, you can find out more about that by going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and you'll learn all about things that are on sale. You'll learn about the uh, workshop that um, Calvin and Mary are doing next Saturday from 10 to 11 for kids. You'll learn the number to call, 497 497- Three seven six zero to reserve your spot, and uh, um, we know there were at least seven yesterday, but I'm guessing that filled up. So uh, there's probably uh, a few left. But call four nine seven three seven six zero to find out. It's free, but you have to make your reservations. Scrubby is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Scrubby, welcome to the show. Hey. How are you doing today, brothers? I'm doing swell. How about yourself? We're doing I'm, good too. Yeah, I can tell. There's a levity in the air. Oh, that's uh, nice. Is that what that is? Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, well, I can't smell over the phone, so. Uh, oh. Uh, I, I, I just planted some uh, tomatoes, and uh, uh, I wonder if I can just uh, fertilize them with uh, 1959 and, and instead of buying any kind of tomato food or anything. Absolutely. That's what we recommend. Nineteen five nine slow release. Uh, you didn't put anything down before. I mean, when you plant, well, you plant. Uh, yeah, I always put this uh, rock phosphate, but I, I don't. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Whether I'm wasting my money or what? No, no, no. Uh, super phosphate or rock phosphate. We like super phosphate because it's a little more. It's more readily available. Quicker, readily available. Yeah, uh, well, I, but uh, the rock phosphate, uh, we don't recommend. We don't recommend it uh, that much in in these alkaline soils because it needs a 
it needs an acid-based soil to uh, make it more available uh, for the plant to use. In other words, see, superphosphate is actually treated, is rock phosphate treated with uh, uh, sulfuric acid. So, so that, that uh, the phosphorus in there is more available for the plant to use. So you'd be better off to do super. If, if you use copious amounts of rock phosphate, you'd probably be okay too. Yeah. But anyway, anyway the, the back to the fertilizer, uh, if you didn't put anything down but rock phosphate to begin with, go uh, uh, five, five to... Uh, do five pounds of uh, 1959 per hundred square feet. Five okay. pounds per hundred square feet. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's what uh, Neil Sperry require, uh, requested, wasn't it? Uh, no. Five, pound, that, no. five pounds equals. <laughs> Neil, 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 Neil is, uh, and, and he's actually put some of this all nitrogen uh, fertilizer on, on the market. But uh, I, re- I, I read that. Uh, I just got yeah. rid of a, a 50, uh, 40 pound bag of uh, uh, 30 zero zero nitrogen. I, you know, finally uh, dissolved it and spread it around the yard till uh, I got rid of it. But uh, I, I was curious about this uh, 1959 on my, uh, uh, I sprouted some uh, mountain laurels, according to your and uh, your caller okay. Ed's advice. And they're up about uh, four inches now, and they got about 10 or 15 leaves on each one, and they're beautiful. And I wonder what when I can put them in the ground, or should I graduate them up to bigger pots and all that? Bigger pot. Are they in, in gallons now, or what are they in? No, about four inch. Oh, four inch. No, you need to graduate them up to uh, uh, gallons, gallon-sized containers and potting mix, and use uh, use our uh, Osmocote slow-release fertilizer in the, in the container before you plant. Okay. All right, well, that's plus. good. Yeah. All right, and then, uh, yeah, that'll grow them out faster. When can I uh, put them in the ground? How how big they need to be? Well, we sell them here, you know, and they're uh, three feet tall. Yeah. Oh uh, well, you can you can put them in any time, but you yeah you they, you, they, you can just grow them faster when they're in a container. And, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they're under a light right now. They're growing beautiful, but uh. Oh, I was going okay. to put them out in the yard. Yeah, I put them out in the yard. Put them in a gallon. Put them out in the yard, and <coughs> put, put plenty of Osmocote slow-release fertilizer in there. Well, I've got uh, I've got some old ones out here that are probably 15 feet tall, and they, like you said yesterday, they uh, they got they had the best bloom ever. And uh, my neighbors a block away were commenting on the smell of the thing. <laughs> and uh, they, they yeah. also had those had that weird uh, bloom on it, and I'd called y'all, and Jerry said, "Oh, that's just the bloom," but I'd never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 some years it's worse than uh, I mean, not worse. Some years it it appears more than than others. Yeah, well, that's the and first time I've seen it. Yeah, or, or noticed yeah, it. Yeah, you anyway. you were the one you were the one that found it on the internet, weren't you? 
No, no, I was I was listening to him talk to y'all, but uh, you hear him? I had, find uh, it, you I had got found it on the internet. Fasciated. <laughs> I've got some pictures yeah. on plantanswers.com of fasciated bloom of uh, of uh, I don't know if I got a model or I've got blue bonnets on there. But. Well, anyway, I enjoy your show and okay, uh, thanks, Scrubby. I, pre- I appreciate the banner and uh, uh, let's get some more local stuff on there. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, yeah, okay. you betcha, man. Thank you for calling. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. She was asking about camellias? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and she wanted to put them in the ground, of course. Mm. I didn't think that was the wisest. I said some people will sink a, a container. But yeah. But uh, the easiest way to take care of them is just leave them in a container and treat it to keep it acidic. Collect rainwater if you want to and use... Uh, mere acid. I couldn't think of my oh, yeah. my favorite soluble fertilizer. Mere acid uh, works well. Um, but uh, that yeah. And then then rather than full sun, I mentioned. I think morning oh, yeah. morning sun is Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Yeah, for camellias. You did a good job with that. Way to go, Calvin. Yeah. Well, it's tough. I mean, uh, it, uh, as Milton illustrated, I mean you. You, you have to pay, can, uh, pay attention to those acid lovers who yeah. to keep them producing. And they will. And my, did I, so I, had the, I had the gardenia, August Beauty. Is that yeah. the? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it, until it got too much rain, it did well. Um, it was, again, it put up with me. and um, It got too much rain. What do you it mean? got too wet. Remember, we had a lot of rain. Oh, it flooded out. Yeah. And so it just kind of, like it rotted or something. It just kind of went yeah. it quit kaput. It yeah. lasted for a couple of years, though. At least a couple. All right. That's a miracle. Uh, darn the near. <laughs> Dang. That's a Milton miracle. <laughs> Dang near. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We got some questions in. Uh, here's one that uh, said, I have a seven-year-old loquat tree. F3, seven-year-old uh, loquat tree. Two were purchased at a local nursery, and one was a volunteer. All three bloom profusely, but none have ever produced any fruit. They don't seem to be hurt hurt by the freezes. The, the, but they are. The, the foliage is not hurt. Yeah. Uh, but the last, yeah, the last two years have been, Yeah. the freezes have taken a, anything that blooms that late in the winter is... Is uh, susceptible get to freeze damage, and they, they used to be, gosh, we never talked about uh, th- them having fruit. Oh. And then, then there was a spell there, like six or seven years, where they had fruit yeah. quite often. <laughs> yeah, Mister. When I first came, Mister. Fanick said that they had fruit about every five years, uh-huh. every five to six years. But uh, that's, I guess that's global warming, Milton. Oh, is that the causing the fruit to set? But if you if you don't. Uh, forest rights are back. Loquat bloom very early, making them susceptible to having blossoms freeze. This is the reason that they are very unreliable fruit producer, are unreliable producers of fruit. And you can, it can look like the the blooms are finishing, and in fact, they can even start to look like there's fruit forming. But before you know it, they fall It's all gone. Yeah, it's yeah. all falling off. Okay, so and and a lot of people 
I, I bet there's a lot of people out there saying, <laughs> said, I wish mine wouldn't have fruit. Yeah. Because when they have an abundance of fruit. They're a little messy. They're a little messy. And uh, every and everybody says, well, they like to have the, the birds, attract the birds. But, th- <laughs> but then you get... Uh, you get not only the birds, you get the raccoons and the possums. Oh, yeah. And even some dogs, like uh, coyotes, will even eat the. Oh, the yeah. Food. Huh. Uh, you know how he knows that, Milton? Because it's happened to him? No, because the seed passes through the coyote, so you, if you see coyote poop. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the seed, the, the hard seed, are all in the coyote poop. Thank you for sharing. You don't hear that on any other phone. No. Thank goodness. <laughs> we have Linda on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great. I have a question about all the ball moss in so many trees. What, what can we do about oh, it? Oh, it's terrible. They're killing it our is. trees, aren't they? I know. I know. I know it. And you notice that they're only on the dead branches and then in dying trees? No, they're also on wires. Yeah. And and the wires are, are conducting uh, the, the, you know, well, slowing wait, down electricity. Don't, don't be encouraging Jerry. No, what? <laughs> so what is your concern about this ball moss? Yeah. What to do about it? Well, it's, you got to do something. At, We've got to do something. This is a... Texas emergency. Actually, it's not hurting your tree a bit. It's just, oh, quit it, Calvin. It's, uh, <laughs> it just grow. It grows on the branches that are already that are kind of sheltered and, and shaded, and uh, or just not growing vigorously. And it's a epiphyte. It's called. It makes its living from the air, rather than any kind. It doesn't steal anything from the plant. If you think of it as being unattractive, you can spray it with uh, copper hydroxide products. There's companies that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting kind Spider-Man of... Spider-Man does it, actually. Yeah, well, we're getting kind of past the prime. The usu- usually about March 1st is the best February time. February March, yeah. Yeah, it's best, best time to, to treat it. But some, some of the... Well, I was thinking that a lot of live oaks have the new young leaves on there. Uh but uh, that's that's what they do. They spray it with copper hydroxide, and then it uh, gradually falls off. Or you can yeah. go in and physically remove all the, uh, you know, or, or a large quantity of the uh, dead branches on the in, inside of a tree. That's the reason the branches died is because they got shaded out. Yeah. I was wondering if you took, like, a, a power washer, not the real strong ones, but the lesser ones, and can you, like, just blow it off? Yes, ma'am. You can do that. Oh. You'll take some oh. leaves off, but you should be all... You'll be all that right. That should work all right, yeah. Okay, thank you. Where well, where do you live? Are you live out in the country, or where are you? Oh, no, Got San Antonio, by, by uh, Hardburger Park. Okay, okay. There's some trees that have more than other trees. That's what I was asking yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I was driving up to Fredericksburg the other day, and uh, there's some trees up there. Of course, uh, they're suffering from uh, oak wilt as well, and they're just covered okay. with uh, ball moss. 
I don't think we have oak wilt, but I'm just walking around no. my neighborhood. I see so much of it. I just wondered if there's some easy thing that we could do. And I wondered about shooting the water, if that would... I know, think that will I think that'll work if you got a power washer. Well, I'm going to I don't, I don't know how spider my oh, spider my I think he sprays spider him man. Spider man pest. I think he sprays him and spray yeah. him. Just I don't know how he knocks him off afterwards. You can experiment with that uh, the 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 water spray. I always when I had a peach orchard, I was going to thin peaches with water spray and it was always harder than it harder than it looked. Yeah, Man, but, I was afraid uh, of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So if you've got a if you got a pressure sprayer, you can try it and kind of experiment, see if it works. It depend probably depends on the size of the tree and if the if those uh, branches, those interior branches, are easy to get at without taking a lot of leaves off, it might work pretty well. When I okay. was on TV, I used to shoot him off with uh, number eight shot, uh, yeah. twelve gauge shotgun. And then when he got out of prison. That'll that work too. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, a lot. Linda. You take care, right. Linda. Bye bye. Hey, uh, speaking of Spider-Man pest control, uh, let me give you that number: two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. I'll confirm with Warren whether he does that or still or not. Uh, but two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. If you want to call him and ask him if he can help you get rid of the ball moss, but I do know for sure. Uh, that he can help you get rid of insects that are bothering you in the house, from roaches to spiders to uh, if you got uh, fleas in the house because of pets or ticks out in the yard. Or, uh, <laughs> ticks in the house, uh, fleas, or teeth, ticks, ticks in the house. Roaches. The, yep. Scorpions. You can always sell your house. Yeah, so the easier solution is probably. call Spider-Man. Yeah, so sell the house <laughs> or call Spider-Man Pest Control. And he'll, he'll help you take care of that. Uh, Spider-Man does a great job. He uses uh, a wide variety of different things. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're concerned about the chemicals, uh, he can help you with that with an organic solution. But if you don't care, then uh, he can help you. He's going to find the solution that's best for you. Now, we, we, we had a one uh, person that stopped by and uh, asked about snakes mm. yesterday. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, the... Uh, then I was working in the yard yesterday afterwards. Oh wow! And there was a big garter snake there, and uh, they, they just went about its business, and I went about my business. But uh, well, she uh, had I like think... she had like a zoo of snakes. <laughs> she was said, "Well, we got rattlers, <laughs> copperhead, uh, yeah. we got boas, we got pythons." She had a ranch and her. Yeah, in the house. Yeah. 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 Combination. Calvin said, "Do you have cats?" And she said, "Well, we used to." Uh, Before the, <laughs> yeah. the pythons ate them. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if Spider-Man. I'll find out two things. One, if he helps you with ball moss. Two, if it can help you get rid of snakes. But in the uh, meantime, no, he can't help okay. you. Get rid okay. Of At very least, though, he'll discuss the. There's there's some there's some obvious. We talked to her about that. There's some obvious steps to take to reduce. The frequency of the snakes close to where you're. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know you don't you don't you don't want real thick mulch or uh, plants growing right next to the house and things like that. That if you you'll just will reduce the number of uh, snakes that are right there. This time of the year though, it's uh, this is the normal time you start seeing them. So you can find Spider-Man Pest Control at GoSpiderManPest.com. If termites are a concern for you, I know it can help you with that, too. 
GoSpidermanPest.com or call him at 210-656-3721. That's 210-656-3721 or GoSpidermanPest.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment right here live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 M. Bulverde Road. Happy birthday to Millburgers. That's right. It's Millburgers' birthday celebration. Every spring this happens. And if you know Millburgers, you know that you're going to save on all the great plants that you're looking for. Like right now at Millburgers, you'll save on roses, including Belinda's Dream, Red, Pink, Double and Single Knockout Roses. Drift Roses are on sale. And Millburgers has antique garden roses on sale, too. So come on over to Millburgers if you've been looking for roses. And if you're looking for impatience, they're on sale at Millburgers in the 4-inch pot for just 98 cents each and someone was asking me about this the other day it was just blue plum bago on sale in the one gallon container for 488 herbs are on sale at millburgers for a dollar 88 in the four inch pot you'll save on ground covers citrus trees are 20 percent off in the five gallon container now just 3488 you're going to find all these and more when you go to millburgernursery.com to learn more and go to millburgers nursery at 1604 on Bull road to celebrate Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. If you're looking to upgrade your home's exterior, then check out a great deal from Brightwing Exteriors on the Marketplace page. You can purchase a $5,000 gift certificate for your next home exterior project. That's a $4,000 savings. Find out more about Brightwing Exteriors and see before and after pictures at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. They want revenge. No, why not? Love is the only way. In the film Paul, Apostle of Christ, a Roman prisoner named Paul is visited by an old friend named Luke, determined to write a book that details the history and acts of the early church. This is a well-crafted, moving film with strong performances that clearly communicate the passion of faith. Admittedly, though, this movie isn't for everyone. It can be violent and disturbing in places. But as more and more Christian movies seem to make it to the marketplace, let me just say, this is how it's done. I'm giving Paul Apostle of Christ a hearty three and a half out of five for family friendliness. For more, be sure to check out our full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, come on up. We're going to visit with Claudette about grass and uh, focus a little bit on that. How are you doing, Claudette? I'm good. Oh, i got to turn your mic up. How are you oh, doing? 
Doing good. Okay, good. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, now we just had an interesting question, too, and you can chime in on it if you like. Uh, someone had a grass issue uh, where they pulled up to the driveway. I think they were getting out, so there's a high-traffic area. I guess it had gone uh, bare, uh, and they were trying to figure out what kind. They had St. Augustine. They were trying to figure out what kind of grass, if any, to put back in there. What would you, what would you tell them? Well, um, if it's a full sun area, they could use Bermuda or something like that that might handle the traffic a little bit better than the St. Augustine does. Um, if it's shade, then they don't have a whole lot of choice. They're going to have to stick with that. But they all, all of these grasses really, really suffer with the soil compaction. That seems to be, you know, something that, you know, really does it a disservice. So, uh, you know, loosening up that, that soil, aerating, top dressing, that kind of stuff could make the grass that's already there fill in and do much better. Okay. Now, these guys were recommending they just gave up. Pavers. Pavers. They were they were going to pavers. Do you ever have to tell somebody, you know what? It's it maybe maybe it's time for pavers. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times it's time for a little corner patio garden or something Ooh, like that, or you know, a water feature or something along those lines. You know, because there's sometimes we just can't make nature do what we want it to, and there are places where grass isn't going to grow or do well. And there's other options, and there's lots of things we can recommend. Cool. All right, so what are some other questions about this time of year that you're getting with grass? Or tell us what you recommend folks should be doing right now. Well, um, patience is what we need right now. We need the nights to warm up so grass actually starts growing. I mean, it's starting to green up, and my grass samples out front here at the nursery are looking pretty good. But, uh, boy, some warmer night temperatures would get that grass growing a little bit better. Um, right now we're having that tremendous temperature range, which I worry about for fungus on a lot of the oh. grasses. So, you know, if we've had an issue with that before, we need to maybe be proactive and put down something a little bit preventative. Um, what would you recommend for prevention of the fungus? Oh, we could do the F-stop or the bear complete. Um, you know, if somebody's been using the same thing over and over again, I like to switch it up. But if you haven't really had to treat for fungus, I think that any one of them would work okay initially. Um if we've had that problem in the past. But when we have these real big temperature ranges, that's what the fungus really likes. You know, when we got the cool, cool nights and we heat up to 80 degrees during the day. Yeah, do, do if you've had it before, should you be really concerned and do preventative or... It's not a bad idea, especially if we haven't done anything to fix the area where the fungus tends to be a problem. Sometimes, you know, it's a low spot or, um, you know, where we need to, to raise the soil level just a little bit or things like that um, that could prevent it from, you know, could help it to not come back And it's much. amazing how little how much additional material you have to put down to just the problem is eliminated. Absolutely, absolutely. And the one thing I want to keep in mind, too, is, you know, to, to see an active fungus right now, we need grass that's already greened up and is starting to fade from there. Um, a lot of the spots I'm seeing where people might think they have fungus is just where the grass isn't wanting to green up from last, from whatever well, just, reason. You also have to be careful that you may have rescue grass or annual bluegrass weed out there. We've seen a lot of that, like my neighborhood, with all those trees just loaded with it. Well, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I had a customer that was just fit to be tied. Everybody had been having her treat for fungus for years. And when she went through the whole story and I looked at the picture, she had this patch that kept browning out as soon as it got cool and was looking worse every year was where the Bermuda was taking over the St. Augustine and just going oh. dormant against the St. Augustine, and so she thought that it was dying. and So we talked about how we could fix that with some higher mowing and things like that if she wants to encourage the St. Augustine. Can we ask her uh, about porterweed? Are we going to get some porterweed soon? Do you know? Oh, yeah, it should be. I mean, it's definitely on the list of wanted plants. So, yeah, uh, I saw a little bit really early, but I haven't seen it come in again. But, yes, with the number of trucks we have coming in all week, I would think it would be pretty quick. Can you walk through porterweed? 
walk through Puerto Rico. No, he gets tall. You, you oh, can't, you can't was, mow it. Oh, no, no. What was the one that was oh, for the frog fruit? Oh, that, oh yeah. That, that was uh, kind of a, both a ground cover and a bloomer and... Yeah, it's pretty amazing, actually. I really like that plant. I use it in the aquatics also. Oh, is that right? Yes, and it, it's beautiful, like over the back of a waterfall or something like that. It does great in the water, believe it or not, for something so drought tolerant. It's a good, good butterfly plant, too. Frog yes, root? butterfly plant yeah. looks good, too. Y'all kind of poo-pooed it when that caller called in and wanted to know about it. <laughs> now you jump on the frog fruit bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> it can, like, take over the world, though, so you got to want to watch oh, that. Okay. Yeah, you put horse herb and frog fruit. Oh, let them fight it out. Let them fight it out, yep. And then let's see, what else? Um, seeding for Bermuda, is it too I, late? Or? I think it's too early. We're still early not quite still? there yet. The nights are still kind of cool for germination on that Bermuda seed, I think. How big is our window in San Antonio? To well, we could do it all summer. You know, oh, as long really? As, yeah, I, you know, as long as you have the ability to keep the surface moist, which can be kind of difficult for people. Um, seems like people have more success with sod than they do the seed, but I think it's usually a timing thing. They either try to put it down too early and the ground temperatures aren't there yet. And there's Bermuda sod, too? You can get and Bermuda okay. sod, yep. I can, I've got a few different varieties. New one introduced this year would be the Tiff Tough, which is a kind of a replacement maybe for the 419 that's uh, looking really pretty and a nice grass. supposed to be a little bit more drought tolerant and uh, doesn't scalp as bad as the other Bermuda varieties. Huh. And can you mix them? Oh, sure. Yeah, you could mix the Bermudas. They no, I'm, I meant oh. in the, with the St. Augustine. I know that... So. Well, I mean, Bermuda's kind of what happens when you get weak St. Augustine in the full sun. So, oh. I mean, you'd have to put up with the two different varieties. Um, okay, but, never mind that. Yeah, pretty much most people want to keep it one or the other. Okay, let's see what else. Uh, and talk a little bit about what, what kind of grasses you have on sale here at the nursery or for sale. Yeah, we carry several varieties. I've got, you know, four different varieties of St. Augustine, um, zoysias, buffalo grass even. Um, so, yeah, if you have questions and want to see these grasses, I've got them planted along the access road. Take a look at. And uh, if you have any questions, we can get those answered, too. If you're selecting a new lawn, we can help you with the right one. Do you still have turf grass out there? I keep seeing these whopper begonias taking over. The yeah, right. Yeah, so far the grass is holding its own. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Claudette. Sure. We'll, we'll visit with you next Sunday, too. Well, right, no, we won't you. be. It's Easter. <laughs> oh, never mind. We'll visit with you soon. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. <coughs> Claudette is obviously here during the week at Millburgers, so you can talk to her about grass or even the aquatics, as she mentioned, too. Maybe we'll have her feature that next time she comes up. Uh, 210-308-8867. Jerry had asked for a look at the weather. Are you ready? I'm waiting for the rain. It's supposed to rain this week. You All right. Here's what I show. Uh, I can do some more research, but according to AccuWeather, today, low of 69, high of 85, okay. mostly cloudy, very warm. 85 is pretty warm. And muggy. It's muggy out here. Monday, I'm not complaining, though. <laughs> uh, high of 72, I'm sorry, low of 72, high of 88, clouds, sun, warm, and humid. Tuesday. 83 for the high, 67 for the low. Mostly cloudy with a thunderstorm. So Tuesday. What percentage does it say? Uh, let me see. Wishful thinking percentage? Or? I don't know. Hold on. I'll find no, out. No, they're saying 70% for That'd be good. Tuesday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday's the same with a uh, Wednesday heavy thunderstorm in the a.m. And let's see if it tells me what the uh, chance of precipitation is. Um, okay, let me click on Tuesday and see what it says. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be a high, uh-huh. higher rate. 
because that load's coming. Now the blue oh, is that are right? looking pretty good along. Oh yeah, it sure yeah. is. Yeah, they, they they really need rain. Oh, they is really that they need water to bloom or to to set fruit? Oh, okay. And and to keep keep growing and blooming. So they 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 planted a um, some graveside blue bonnets, some seeds. Uh, and, when? Oh, it's been it's been now two years. Okay. So last year they kind of came up late, and this year Laura visited, and there were plenty of the little things still growing, and plenty of leaves, and very bushy. Good. But no flowers. That uh, <coughs> is that rain? Or no, that's just just late. They're just late. But if if the plant, if you got big plants, yeah, with no blooms, they the blooms are coming later. Oh, good. Okay. Good, and it should should be a pretty nice show. Show if you've got a, already got a big plant. Okay, and I, good. And I didn't think I had any left, and there was a, I've got a remnant, uh, strip of about uh, four foot by fifteen feet of blue bonnets that I, you know first yeah. noticed them by the, the color, the blooms coming out of the ground. So, that that that's one of the wonderful things that happens with uh, wildflowers. Yeah, because they uh, and they, they they can. The hide. Yeah, and then poppies <laughs> this year. I got lots of poppies coming up. In the, oh wow! Because that's what you said. A lot of a lot of gardeners gave me some poppy seeds. And um, the uh, so the ones that I have now growing from transplant. Yeah. Um, do I just let them throw their seeds? And, well, I, uh, I think since so. you growing yours in a container, and no, I have two two of them in the ground. Okay. And the rest of them in the container. Are they making seed? Yeah, they you are. You see the little seed yeah. pods? Do you so want them to keep blooming? You remove the seed. No, I'm okay. Oh, well, I could do that. There's still it's still and, a white seed pod. Yeah. But uh, but I was what do another seed pod or no? Yeah, they'll they'll if you, if you remove the seed pod. Okay. That sends them a signal that uh, need they to bloom need, again. They need to bloom again. Ooh, okay, I'll try. And then they'll. Then, and then the only reason they're blooming again is so they can produce some seed. Yeah. All right. And then, then when, and usually they'll they'll have uh, more blooms that second second uh, stage. Oh boy. Okay. And, and that's that's when uh, you let them go to seed, and that's when the commercial people uh, harvest the seed. All right. Uh, from that second. The the plant the right the blooms that we're seeing now we call king blooms, and they're uh, they're just the first blooms that come, and in, in adverse weather conditions, the nature's way of of making the species survive hmm. is send up that one king bloom. Then if if they have good good advantageous growing condition, then uh, can we ask them on the air? Okay. Then, then they uh, they'll uh, make uh, secondary blooms and uh, an abundance of seed, more abundance of seed. All right, we got a question from the crowd here. So, yes, ma'am, how can we help you today? You're on the air. I was just wondering if you can give me a comparison of the Nellie R. Stevens holly and the Eagleston or Eagleton that I just saw over here, and a cherry laurel. Are they the cherry the cherry laurel plant? Well, I, we have some next door that are tall and upright. Yeah. Do they not normally do that? Yeah, they're and they're they're a little unpredictable because of the uh, 
You can keep that. So you just keep it right here. A little unpredictable because they like acid soil a little better. So I, I would, my, my, they'd be third on my list with those other okay. uh, hollies that you talked about. Nellie Stevens is probably the most reliable. And yeah, I've never heard of the Eagleston one before. Yeah, I don't, I don't no, know the Eagleston. Uh, it's not as glossy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it, did it say how tall, how large it got? Uh, it looked very comparable, but not quite as pyramid-shaped uh-huh. as the Nellie R. Stevens. Yeah, well, that Nellie R. Stevens is a good one. How, how, how large a plant do you want? I don't want them to get much wider than five feet or so. Okay, uh, how tall? Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, the other Burford Holly, standard Burford Holly, mm-hmm. that's, that's even more reliable. Uh, that would get seven or eight feet tall it would be pre- it would take your full five feet it's more rounded uh, real thick nice berries no winter time you like that better than the uh nelly r stevens i i do because it seems like it's easier for gardener for in our landscapes it seems to but nelly r stevens is one too it's pretty popular so you yeah. could, and uh has that more on neat uh, shape um I think I think the Burford Holly does better in uh, tougher soils than the Nellie R. Stevens does in, in full, uh, full sun, but both of them have a good reputation. Okay. What and do you we're, think, We're Jeff? out here in tough soil, so yeah. a lot of rock. Yeah. Okay. I would. But I'd, they'll both stand up to the, the heat and the rare cold weather like we had this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's, it's our most. Stick with the hollies. Okay. You'll be happy. All right, great. Thank Thanks. you. See, that was easy. <laughs> All right, good luck. All right. Thanks. We'll take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 M. Bulverde Road. Happy birthday to Millburgers. That's right. It's Millburgers' birthday celebration. Every spring this happens. And if you know Millburgers, you know that you're going to save on all the great plants that you're looking for. Like right now at Millburgers, you'll save on roses, including Belinda's Dream, Red, Pink, Double and Single Knockout Roses. Drift Roses are on sale. And Millburgers has Antique Garden Roses on sale, too. So come on over to Millburgers if you've been looking for roses. And if you're looking for Impatience, they're on sale at Millburgers in the 4-inch for just 98 cents each. And someone was asking me about this the other day. It was just Blue Plum Bago on sale in the one-gallon container for four eighty-eight. Herbs are on sale at Millburgers for $1.88 in the 4-inch pot. You'll save on ground covers. Citrus trees are 20% off in the 5-gallon container now, just $34.88. You're going to find all these and more when you go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more and go to Millburger Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road to celebrate. Attention credit card holders. The secret that credit card companies don't want you to know is getting out. Thousands of people across the country are now settling their debts for a fraction of what they owe. Thanks to National 
debt relief. The secret is that if you're struggling with or simply can't afford your monthly credit card payments, you now have the legal means to resolve your debt with your lenders, substantially reducing what you owe into one low monthly payment. You don't have to worry about bankruptcy or falling deeper into debt. You can now save thousands of dollars, even tens of thousands, and be debt-free faster than you ever thought possible. There are no upfront fees and satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're struggling with at least $10,000 in credit card debt, medical bills, private student loans, or personal loans, call National Debt Relief now for a free quote on how much of your debt can be reduced. Get this free life-changing information now by dialing 800-506-2760. 800-506-2760. That's 800-506-2760. Hi, this is David Birdie, and I'm the host of the List Radio Show. Each week from the Docu Studio, we bring San Antonio the individuals and companies that have made the list. Follow us on Facebook, and to hear past shows, go to thelistradioshow.com. But to find out who this week's list maker is, check us out right here, Saturday mornings from 11 to 12 on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Join Project One for our quarterly mixer, where you get to meet many of the previous organizations we have featured right here on Project One. Thursday, April 5th, from 4 to 6 p.m. at Documentation Headquarters. You'll get to meet with leaders with many nonprofit organizations we have featured that are looking for mentors and volunteers just like you. Come see what they're all about. Hear from each of them and be a part of our live Project One recording. Light refreshments will be served along with tours of Documentation's incredible headquarters. Plus, be in our studio where we come to you weekly. That's Thursday, April 5th from 4 till 6 p.m. at the Documentation headquarters, 4560 Lock Hill Selma Road in San Antonio. Will you be the one that makes a difference in the life of another? Then join us April 5th. Plus, we'll have some great door prizes. We'll see you there. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. And uh, we're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. And you can be a part of the show by calling us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What you got there? Somebody wrote in about said, uh, can I use 1959 lawn fertilizer on my plumerias? Both are in ground and in pots. And Forrest Reiston back said the 1959 is great fertilizer for those plumeria in the ground. However, we do not recommend its use for container-grown plants. It can cause buildup of salts over time, damaging the roots. So that's a good answer, as usual. But uh, but that that 1959 slowly it's almost. Somebody asked earlier about uh, do you have to use tomato 
you know, tomato food on on tomatoes, and uh, they. We uh, we promote uh, 1959 slow release fertilizer as being good for grass and trees, trees and uh, tomatoes, shrubs and tomatoes flowers. and flowers and everything else because it's such a, such a slow release fertilizer. Uh, and and uh, as uh, Trace was talking about, uh, their 1959, which is on sale by the way, has a uh, Nineteen dollars and eighty-eight cents. Yeah, that's the it's uh, by far the most economical source of nitrogen too. Yeah, and then you get you get a relatively high quality source of nitrogen. The slow slow release um, makes it more useful to you as the summer progresses. Yeah, it has a fifty percent slow release nitrogen, which you want all always want in your slow release lawn fertilizer or your slow release fertilizers for the garden and uh it's got theirs have four percent iron and twelve percent sulfur which uh that twelve percent sulfur is just enough sulfur to to green the lawn it causes your lawn to green up a little bit better now we it doesn't necessarily change the overall ph of the soil but it it just uh it it uh, it's it's enough sulfur to to change your microclimate uh, in your in your in your lawn and and uh, make the iron more uh, available for the plant to uptake. So uh, that that and that <laughs> and that and that that's a good uh, good mixture and it's on sale for. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight to twenty dollars a bag. It covers a, a large area. Let's see, seven uh, forty forty-pound bag covers seventy-six hundred square feet, and it's uh, about ten dollars off a regular price. So it's uh, it's on sale now. And the word on the street is yeah. I can't say this. I shouldn't say this on there. Okay, then maybe but they're, they're so happy with their their new organic fertilizer uh-huh. that it may be on sale in the near, very near future. Ooh, man! How'd I put that? Okay. So. Uh, so what are you telling everybody? Don't buy it until then. <laughs> you wouldn't say that, would you? Oh, I didn't say that. Oh. You're the one that said that, Kevin. No, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can learn more by going to millburgernursery.com and follow the sale items at millburgernursery.com. And anyway, we've got a, a common question for this time of the year. It said, I live in Divine. My grass has been getting yellow areas around my yard. I think he's he's looking at, at, at winter winter weeds dying. I've tried different fertilizers, fungicides, and Medina fertilizers. I can't seem to get rid of it. I also notice neighboring yards are doing the same. I would like to know what I need to cure the yellowing grass. Uh, also, I would like to note that the soil in this area is sandy. Uh, Forrest re- re- refers him to uh, to uh, 
article that we have on plantanswers.com on Yellow St. Augustine. And Farr says, yellowing of St. Augustine is very common in the early spring, as you notice with your neighbor's lawn. This will normally take care of itself with the warming of the soil. But I, th- I think now most people are seeing yellowing of their winter winter. Yeah, those, w- those w- rescue grass, annual bluegrass, they're all declining, yeah. rushing hard to get their seed put out, and then they're, they're getting a little pale color because of the warm weather, and they'll, they'll decline with the heat just in time for your San Augustine and your Bermuda grass to perk up. But it doesn't do you any good to fertilize. you just got to kind of kind of look at that, that grass, and uh, we talked about identifying it yesterday. If it's in clumps, if you pull, it, pull some of it up and it all is in a clump and there's no runners or rhizomes, then it's, it's probably not your main grass. It's probably one of those weeds that Jerry and I are talking about. Yeah. And anyway, you can That's be... very be, common. Be, yeah, and be patient. It won't be very long, and your your San Augustine and Bermuda grass will just be growing gangbusters, and it'll be real obvious. And then that's that's when you fertilize, a little later. After the middle of April is usually a good time. Here's a question we got in that... Uh I guess they've been listening to Calvin on the radio or reading his articles or something. That he lives in Blanco, Texas, and he says uh, the uh, the locals here say spraying molasses oh, really? <laughs> on the fallen live oak leaves will cause them to decompose. Have any idea as to how this? Uh, how to do this, and will it really work? Thanks. See, you've been listening to Calvin. Spraying molasses on it. Wouldn't that make your yard sticker? I don't know. I'm guessing not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, this, this, is a situ- this is one of those deals where it, it does it, it increased uh, decomposition in compost pile. Yeah, it's basically making your front lawn a, even more of a compost pile than it normally <laughs> is. Yeah, But uh, it, it won't work just spraying it on the leaves. Uh, they need to be in the compost pile and actually going through the process of uh, decomposition. And guess who figured that out or found that out? Started all this molasses stuff. Who? Hmm. Beck. No, is that right? Malcolm Beck. Yay, yeah, Malcolm. Because he... he uh, Swishful thinking. <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, he, uh, I remember he, he got, he, he, you know, everybody used to bring all their debris and things to Malcolm to compost. And uh, he got into some weird stuff. Uh, I'm talking about uh, animal remains and uh-huh. everything else. And uh, one time he got some uh, some uh, uh, syrup from uh, I don't know whether it went bad or or what happened to it. But syrup from Coca-Cola here in town, and because uh, he just poured that in his in his compost pile, and it heated up like his compost pile had never heated up before. Oh wow! Because of the sugars. Yeah. Because of the sugars in there. 
So they've taken that concept. It's kind of like the cornmeal deal. They've taken that concept. If it works in this, it must yeah, work in that. Yeah, yeah, and, and and put it in a more general general uh, general uh, category. Uh, Forrest does a brilliant job in asking uh, answering this question. It says Sam, oak leaves, all varieties will decomposition decomp- decompose without any help. See, he doesn't take on them. <coughs> okay. However, if they're shredded by running the lawnmower over them, they will decompose faster. I know of no decomposition benefit of spraying molasses on them. Isn't that, isn't that a good good way to put it? Yeah. Man, now, if you're, build, if you're making a, a leaf cake, maybe that'll work. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. You could do the <laughs> cornmeal there, too. You could do cornmeal and molasses. There you go. Molasses does have some beneficial nutrient value, and it's used in many mulches uh, and soil additives. And I would say for the for for in compost piles too. For more information on the uh, oak leaf uh, on the oak leaf, see uh, uh, plantanswers.com and under uh, article on shredded paper. So. Uh, in other words, this idea of molasses on on spread it out thin on on the fallen leaves is not going to help them uh, decompose any faster. James is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers hey. Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? <clears throat> Just fine. How y'all doing? Good. Y'all talking about molasses and cornmeal? Thinking about some sweet cornbread here. Anyway, there I must you be go. hungry. Hey, listen. Hey, I was by Millburgers on Monday, I think, and picked up a couple of bags of that slow release y'all talking about. My uh, my trees are pretty much. Yes, sir. I picked up a couple of bags of that while I was on sale. My trees, my trees are all pretty much leafed out. My pecans come out about a week ago. My question is, am I too late to fertilize? Put that down on shade trees? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay, not. once they're leafed out, it's not too late. Okay. No, no, because uh, they'll oh. they'll uh, they'll uptake it and uh, and grow bigger leaves. You know, I mean, uh, the, that'll stimulate the sizing sizing of the leaves. And you realize that 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 1959 is a slow release fertilizer, so you want to fertilize. Yes. That feeds those trees all summer long. Okay, so if I put it out this week uh, before the rains, uh, when would I, you know, what is it, an inch per trunk diameter, I think it is? Right. And then when should I, should I apply it again before uh, this year or no. just one time? Just, just one time. Just one time is enough. Just one time. Okay, and I got one tree that's an evergreen. Should I apply it to that tree as well? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. The debate is always fall or spring or how early. And right, right. Pretty, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty. The trees aren't too fussy, and they benefit by it almost any time, except in the middle of summer. Okay, the one, the, one, the one tree, though, is a pecan I planted about six weeks ago, and it just leafed out about last weekend, I guess. I should not apply that on that one since it's newly planted. Or go yeah, it ahead won't and do put it, it on that one. Any, it won't do any good. 
Okay, so just not that one. Okay, hey, I appreciate it. Okay, Thanks, thank James. you for calling in. Call again again. Thank you. Bye. All right, you take care. 210-308-8867, but really we just got about a minute and a half left, so maybe that's not much point in giving out the number. Here's that's a quick good. question. Said uh, we recently brought some of the Texas Golden Columbines at Millburg. We would like to use them at our home in Canyon Lake. The deer are relatively plentiful here. Do you think so? And we were told that these plants are deer resistant. I was thinking. I don't. However, in reading some articles about them, there was no mention of deer resistance. Since they originated in Big Bend, I assume they have some resistance for survival. No. I, I, I think you have a lot more deer than Big Ben has. Uh, would you please give me an assessment? Uh, uh, Forrest writes him back. William, the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center lists this plant as being moderately deer resistant. I don't yeah. know what that means. Does that mean that they, instead of one day, they eat, it takes two days to yeah, eat them down? Right. I would take that to mean that the deer is curious enough or hungry enough, you might expect some damage. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't depend on them to be deer resistant. Yeah, that would be heartbreaking if you did something like some of those beautiful oh, yeah. columbines yeah. over there and the deer just stripped them off. All right, well, listen, we've run out of time. Now, we're not going to be here next Sunday. We'll be, we'll be back next Saturday. And Calvin will tell us how the birding uh, event went. Go to MillbergerNursery.com to find out more about that or call the nursery at 497-3760 to find out about the upcoming kids' class on birding. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next Saturday right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.